Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Matt, theme song. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the theme song. What is it? It's, Do we have one? it's different every week. That's different every week. I, you know what? I'm, the theme song that's in my head right now is my four-year-old goes to this uh, church kind of class thing he does, and they've, he's somehow single-handedly switched from saying prayers before lunch to now the entire class of four-year-olds all sings uh, the theme from Superman but barking as if they're dogs. And this is a, this is somehow qualifies as a prayer in this in this in this church school and a metaphor for religion in general. If, I, yeah, I think so. If there is a god, I'm sure he approves. Or she approves. I think is how it goes for like five minutes. You know, I just got an aim from Ben just now. It said something something is the best web invention I have seen in my lifetime. So the question becomes. Will Ben hate this thing before the end of the podcast? I'm wondering if he's already hating it since sending that email. It's like I totally regret sending that email. I hate it already. Ben is like Ben is uh, getting like this amalgam of all the traits of uh, Rooster Teeth employees. Jeff is the guy who uh, Jeff's on vacation this week, by the way. That's and why we, have, we can make fun of him more easily. And we have Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hey, I'm not uh, I'm not filler. I'm, I'm the real deal. No, you're, you're filling you're, in. You're, you're, you're Jeff. Special. Jeff was filling in for me. The previous six weeks. No, you're special guest star. Special, I like that even better. It's like a custom title. I'm, just I'm way too important for this bullshit every week. Yeah. I just come in, you know, to bring up the it's, ratings, it's, and then I'm, I'm fucking out of it's here. It's the heavy hitter. It's, it's it. sweeps week. Well, I'm sorry to say, Matt, that your theme song is actually worse than Jeff's, who is possibly the worst singer in the history hey, of the Hey, well, world. you insult me. No. You're insulting uh, children and religion. So... I would take that back. And dogs. And, and Superman. Superman. So <laughs> we may you're be, going to hell on Krypton. I yeah, think. We may be cutting Jeff's theme song in as the permanent podcast theme song. It was so good. Anyway, you were saying uh, Ben's accumulating all of our worst traits? Well, like Jeff's the guy who will – every time he discovers something, it's like going to be the greatest thing in his life. Like it's going to be the thing that changes his life. It doesn't matter what it like is. He just found about, out about soup the other day. Yeah. And soup's like the greatest thing ever now. Yeah, that, that's, that's, is that, that's is that his said. current thing? No, I don't Everything's know. the best like or the greatest. This the is the best, best the X. This is the greatest Y. So, <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's half of Jeff's day right there. That's half of the conversations with Jeff. And it's like that he sits down and figures, like, how am I going to revolve my life around this thing? Because clearly this is going to completely change my life and make it awesome. And then within, what, two weeks? We never hear about it again. No. Ever. Is it a two weeks even? Maybe a week? Oh, it, it varies. I'll give him that much credit. He's inconsistent. <laughs> give him credit for being inconsistent. <laughs> so when he comes back, when he comes back this week, he'll come back from his vacation in Miami. Miami. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like Cuban food or just Miami string bikinis or what are they? Ha- what else Mo- they have? In mojitos. Miami? Mojitos. That's what it's going to be. I mean, have you ever had a mojito before? It's the greatest thing ever. It's made with lime and sugar, and sugar, and, and, and sugar cane, and, and magic. I think would be the other ingredient Jeff would claim is in there. <laughs> We're on a weird tangent now. <laughs> I'm, scr- I'm scrambling for a way to get away from this conversation. Well, um, I, I have a way. How? Uh, E3 starts this weekend, doesn't it? Dun, dun, dun. I thought E3 was over. No, no, no. I think E3 starts uh, tomorrow. No, I thought the whole thing was over. Oh, like, it, w- it was over for a year. For a year. And then it was back. But So what is E for all? That's E3 is now like for industry people, like it was intended to be. E for all is for the public as well. And E for all is the one that sucks. Yes. Okay. E3 sucks too. I thought E3 went away, and then the, the dudes who owned E3, whatever, whoever those poor people are, then sold it to the people who own E4 All, and then E4 All like went off. Did they not think we should sign a non-compete, and that they wouldn't bring back E3? <laughs> this is like trying to figure out the audio companies right now. It's like I have a feeling that you're going to start being able to buy a Chrysler Fiat at the uh, <laughs> at E3. Man, sign me up. <laughs> Get me on that waiting list. <laughs> so the auto companies know that they're – 
their plan is we're gonna, they're going to just dump brands, right? They're going to like streamline. They're going to stream. Yes. Are they going to make fewer cars though, or are they just getting more brands? Like from, from you what, can't buy a Saturn anymore, but you can buy like fourteen different varieties of GMC. Well, you're you're a Saturn GM, owner. I you, am. I'm actually sad about the Saturn thing. I have are to you? Say. Well, Saturn was. I thought Saturn was a cool company because it was like one of like very like. <laughs> okay, I can't go on with this. Wow, <laughs> I gave up so fast because like he's no, going to go right into Saturn. the cult spiel. Like I, am, I have a pamphlet I'd well, like look, you to take away. <laughs> you know what they do? Do you know what they do at Saturn that to- totally makes you join the cult? When you when you buy the car, about three weeks later, you're still like in that new car kind of zone. Like I got a new car, but it's starting to fade a little bit, and that's when when you get cookies in the mail. I shit you not. Saturn sends you cookies. Like, hey, thanks for buying a car. What car company sends you cookies? They don't do that. No, nobody you get, does that. You get cookies. It's really weird. I, I, I'm very. But you get I, them and you're like, hey, this is. I, I can. I'm on. Board I don't know with this. why. Maybe it's my nature. I'm very wary of baked goods in the mail. <laughs> but you know what? The, the the cookies that they send you have that new car smell. You know, so you, you it's know, really you, fun. You know, <laughs> you trust them. I mean, you know another great thing Saturn does right is uh, they smell like the evergreen tree that you hang on your. Uh, Saturn, Saturn also lets you pay sticker price for your car. What does that mean? That's true. Everyone will let you pay sticker price That's for your true. car. It's a, it's like a no they haggle the thing. No haggle thing. Yeah. There's a there's a whole long explanation about no haggle thing. Would you like to hear that? I would. No, you wouldn't. Is it long? It's, How it's long? A, it's too boring. Actually, it sounds I, like you pay I was the price on the car. You to go, no, don't tell it, us it that. It seems like every week we talk about something that's dead. Last week it was Paul Harvey. This week it's Saturn. Yeah, I got I got yeah. accused of you, uh, being too old to make a Paul Harvey reference, but you made it. Paul Harvey drove a Saturn. Did he really? No. Jesus. <laughs> Rich Hall did. All right. We're, I can feel us sliding backwards here. Okay. okay. We're going to have to start cutting brands here ourselves. <laughs> Let's abandon the Paul Harvey. <laughs> that franchise is done for us. My first car was, but, a, was a Datsun 200SX, and it was where glass met glass on the door because the way this was like a sports car, I guess, but it was like a 1980 car. And after a while, that rubber grommet just went away, so I literally just had a gap between two pieces of glass. Nice. And, it just sounded like a whistle constantly in my car. It was nice. Take, nice. take your girl on a date and just shout the entire time. <laughs> the car talked, though, which was fucking awesome. The car talked? Yeah. It had, like, one of those, your door is open. Exactly. Door is ajar. And it's like, it wouldn't do it, like, the only thing it would do, like, if you left the key ignition, key is in the ignition. It, of course, would only do this if the car was off. So, as a, this is how stupid you are as a teenage driver. To show people that my car would talk, I would get up to, like, 50 miles an hour. Put the car in neutral. Turn the car off. Power steering. Turn the car off and then pull the key out or open the door with the key in so it would say, your door is ajar or key is in the ignition. Why, why couldn't you do your this? Your lights are on. Why couldn't you do this while you were parked? Because we're moving and it just came up in conversation. So why not put the car neutral at 50 miles an hour, turn off the car, and the steering wheel would sometimes lock like it does when you have the car turned off. So imagine that at 50 miles an hour. I'm brilliant. Well, you, brilliant. You grew up in Houston, so it's a lot of straight driving. So yeah. at least you had that working in, uh, in, your, in your favor. I actually did sell that car. I bought that car for $200 because the dude who sold it to me said, oh, this car's completely busted. The radiator, the, the fluid system on it's completely busted. Well, he says, watch. I want to make sure you're aware of this. And he pours a pitcher of water into the radiator, and it all just dumps out the bottom. And he said, you know, I've changed the hoses here and everything, and it just doesn't work. So anybody who wants to take this, just take this car away and – uh, well, you can have it for 200 bucks. So I was 15. I was like, okay. He missed a hose at the bottom. There's a hose at the bottom of the radiator. So I literally bought the car for $200, went to Chief Auto Parts, and bought a $5 hose and had a perfectly running car. It's crazy. Car ran for eight years. I had You knew me when I had that car, yeah. right? So what did, what did ever happen to that car? I don't remember. I sold it to George, a friend of ours. Oh, uh, George. Oh, that was cool. And he wanted to learn about cars. 
So mm-hmm. he bought this car to like just because I sold it for two hundred dollars. Uh, if I recall, doesn't don't you have a story about George immediately <laughs> driving that car and trying to change the oil in the parking lot? So he's gonna change his own oil. So he drove it to work one day, and immediately after driving it to work, he went to work changing the oil on it. Which if you drain the oil out of a hot engine, not a great idea. And he was gonna catch the oil yeah. in like one of those like plastic little thi- grocery bags, exactly like like those super thin plastic bags you get at the grocery store, right? And he's going to catch the oil in that. Goes right through that, melts it, gets oil all over him, all over his head. Gosh. I mean, I was laughing at him because he's covered in this black sludge. But, I mean, he could have been burned for all I know. But, yeah, he was fine. And, you the, know. the only thing burned was his ego. It was pretty funny, man. You know. I mean, George knows. George knows everything. He's just a guy we used to work with. He just knows everything about everything, it seems like. I don't think I've ever sold a car well, to a friend. George sold a house. Like, literally the house. He kept the land but sold the house, and they took the house away. Who do you call to do that? Like, I need you to move my house. Somebody else bought it. Please take it away. He bought just like this. He bought one of these, you know, central Austin like lots where the lots worth a ton of money. He just had an old house on it. And so he just had to move the house away with a crane. With a crane? Yeah. I mean, I know they can do that with mobile homes. This was a house. No, I've seen him do it. They did that to a house like three houses down from where I live. They took a house off of a giant lot and then they split the lot up into three. Lots and they're selling that now. They can use. They can do that. It's usually a pretty big deal when you try to do that. Yeah, they had, they had to like. They literally had to cut that the house on my street. They had to cut the house in half. Hmm. And then they had in like in order to move it. Yeah, and then they brought like two or three semis in. And what did they cut in half? In half the right I didn't. Away? I, like they <laughs> cut off the top floor. I, I wish they're I, like I'm still too wide. What were we thinking? <laughs> I, I wish I had seen them cut it in half because I have no idea how they did that. Like I just walked by there one day and I was like, oh, the house is in two giant pieces now. I, mean, I can do that. It's like there's always like those crazy tools. That you never see, like, until, like, that one day that, like, they bring it out. Like, if you're ever, like, driving in, uh, like, East Texas, like, you go past, like, some places where they do, like, strip mining. Like, you see these, like, enormous machines. I don't even know what they're called. They look like they're from, like, the future or, like, science fiction or something that, like, just go out there and they're, like, you know, an acre long. One machine. And it's just, like tears up the ground. Yeah, like, have you ever seen those pictures on the internet of that machine that looks like a giant saw blade? I just about to bring yeah. it up, yeah. And it's got, like, basically dump trucks on each of the on each of the teeth, and it goes around... It's like a it's like a saw blade with buckets for teeth, yeah. but the buckets are each the size of a dump truck. That's how big they are. That's crazy. And this thing just, like, chews through the ground. And it's ground. got, like, 30 of them. I think it's in Germany. Yeah. It, like, moves along these, like, railroad tracks and just, like, goes... It's horrible. Horrible. That, that's yeah. what. That's what. That's that, what they should make a Terminator movie about that's that. That's what machine. we'll take over the future, right there. Yeah, that, that's the machine I'm scared of. So. Yeah, like why don't, why don't they just have that machine and like just pull that out on the battlefield? You know what I mean? And just scare the shit out of people, <laughs> even if it doesn't do anything. You know, so if you see dirt flying, you're like, what the fuck? I'm leaving. I would. I wouldn't stick around for that thing to get close to me. Yeah, they should. They should put that in the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare game. Well, speaking of moving, wow, segway. Well, I was going to segue from moving houses to up, which I thought was a much nicer segue. But if we <laughs> want to go to the Call of Duty trailer, let's go for it. So it's Call of Duty World this at the, War, no, no, Call of Duty. Fair, Modern Warfare Two trailer this came out. The most confusing title to me. The oh. video games get like that. Video games, you know, when they're an established franchise, because the because titles this just is get really Call of Duty number six, six, six. But it, in the title, it says it's number four two. Four two. It is. It's Call of Duty four two. So you it had is. the four and the two. You get six. Why, why was I ever confused? Yeah, no. Well, I think Infinity Ward has reached the point now where they just want to separate themselves completely from the franchise. I don't think. I think they just want to start calling it Modern Warfare, and now they're like branching it off as Modern Warfare versus the Historical Warfare. 
the uh, the the trailer came out and I watched the trailer and it looked pretty cool. But I can't help but wonder: Do we really need trailers for video games? Is that something that we need? I mean, video games as a format and the way the game is constructed, we have the ability to have demos for video games. So if we can have a demo, an interactive demo, why do we need a trailer? Because it's easier to put out a trailer than a demo. You can put out a trailer before um, your code complete or before you're far enough along in the development process. I guess so, but does that really like – I mean, who watches the trailer for a video game, really? I mean, do, do people just randomly go out and watch – 400,000 people watch this thing on YouTube. So let's just take well, these 400,000 people. Probably these are all people who played Modern Warfare 1-1, right? <laughs> I'm assuming? 1A. Yeah, 1A. Well, let me tell you something even crazier than that. Uh, <clears throat> the other day, Nathan was saying he saw a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 trailer on TV. On uh, TV? Yeah, and I was like, I thought, wow, that's that's crazy. I thought it was just on the internet. Then he came back the next day. He's like, oh, no, no, I saw it again. It wasn't actually a trailer. It was a commercial saying there was going to be a trailer during the NBA Finals. Really? And it really? said to tune in during the Finals to watch a new trailer or a new commercial. I, you know, I, just wondered, I didn't see that, but I saw the promo the, the previous day. That said there was going to be a commercial that promoted the trailer. <laughs> and I was thinking, this looks pretty interesting. I should watch it for that commercial. <laughs> they, want, they want a marketing campaign that's as confusing as the title. <laughs> they need, they need a marketing they campaign to hype the marketing campaign. That's right. Well, it's like, I mean, you look at movie marketing campaigns, right? Like, they do these big things during the Super Bowl for summer movies. And they start, like, really gearing up in January. But when it boils down to it, it's a, it's a 7 or $10 decision mm-hmm. for people to make. Like, I'm going to go see this movie. But it's all this hype, like they just generate like tons and tons of marketing, and it works. I mean, well, I mean, th- th- yeah, it's only a seven or ten dollar decision, but they are competing against you know a large number of other big movies coming out during the summer, right? And I guess this Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is coming out eleven ten nine, right? Which is, I mean, they might as well just say Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, because that's yeah. the Christmas buying season. And uh, sure, they came up with a cool date, but I mean, that's just basically right before Thanksgiving when. People just start spending lots of money. Right. But, I mean, do people start plotting their their $60 purchase this far in advance, you know? Or is it just... Well, it's, it's it's so kids can start dropping the hints to their parents. Right. And it's funny because they do it with franchises more, right? Like, Modern Warfare 2 will get a lot more marketing than a new game than, say, like, Prototype. Sure. Well, because they know how much it's sold already. Right. But then, doesn't the game itself then have momentum, right? I mean, doesn't it have, like, I'm going to buy the next Halo game. I'm going to buy the next Call of Duty game. You know, if they came out with WoW 2, would they advertise the shit out of that? Well, they advertise the shit out of WoW still. They do. Right. I guess it's just, you know, keeping the ball rolling, right, is a a big part of it. But, like, there's new games that come out that have the potential to become a franchise. You think there'd be more money invested in, like, trying to get these things off the ground. I wonder how much of it also is established brands buying the ad time and the ad space to freeze out the competition. Not so much... You know, to promote yeah. themselves, but to keep the competition from promoting their games. We've certainly heard of that happening before. <laughs> Interesting. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, like, when I think about, like, movie trailers, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can recall very easily some of the best movie trailers I've ever seen. Like, what's the best movie trailer you've ever seen, Gus? Oh, man. How about you, Matt? I got two that always stick out to me. Yeah? Um, Raging Bull. Okay. It's a great trailer. If you've never seen it, you can see it on the... I think you can see it on the Raging Bull DVD. I think it's on there. Um, and... Cliffhanger, which was an incredible trailer for a terrible movie. Well, one of the most memorable trailers was the um, Star Wars Episode One trailer, where all the Gungans come out of the mist at the beginning. I love that at the time. Do you know, I still think that trailer made Adam Sandler's career, 
Because that trailer was in front of Waterboy, and Waterboy had a $40 million opening. However, it was also in front of Wing Commander. Wing Commander. Did not do so well. It had one good opening. And I'm pretty sure Wing Commander Commander came out before Waterboy. Yeah, but there was a huge Freddie Prinze Jr. saturation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you remember this uh, also. Matthew Lillard, wasn't he in it? Matthew Lillard, wow. I don't know if you remember this about that trailer also, but... Uh, like you could watch it on the Apple website, you know. In I QuickTime. do, I do. But if you wanted to watch the high res one, you had to have QuickTime Pro. Pro. I yeah. vaguely remember that. You had that to pay was... thirty bucks basically to watch a commercial, right? You know, which has going on too. Like this Terminator Machinima that's out, you have to pay to watch that. But isn't that basically just like a promotional you thing? You have to, you have to pay, pay to watch that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, three bucks an episode. No way. There's going to be six. It turns out basically more than the movie. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, promotional stuff out there right now that's for money. That's People, they want you to pay to watch or consume, like, those Star Trek comics that were on the iPhone, which were pretty good, but those were, like, a buck each. It's almost five bucks by the time you finished it. It's like, let's go see the movie again, you know? It's crazy. It certainly didn't last as long as, you know, the movie, but... Do you know know that people say sometimes that going to the movies, the best part of going to the movies is the trailers? You know, heard that... Yeah, some people really like them. That adage before. I wonder, you know, I've heard in other countries, like in European countries, in the... Like the, when they list the movie times, they list like the movie starts at seven fifteen, and the trailers start at seven. You know, mm. so if you want to skip the trailers, you just you know, you know when the movie actually starts, you just go right to it. But I wonder if at some point it'd be like, do you want to see just the movie? You know, it's eight dollars. Do you want to see the movie and all the stuff that goes before it? It's going to be nine fifty. Yeah, I, I had a, you I, know what I mean. No kidding. I had a very different experience when I was living in Puerto Rico. Like you gave the example of yeah. you know trailer starts at seven, movie starts at seven fifteen, in Puerto Rico. Like, let's say the movie time was 7 o'clock, and you want to get there a little early. You show up at 6.45, you want to buy your ticket. They're like, no, no, movie doesn't start till 7. Like, yeah, I know, I want to buy my ticket. No, 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 movie starts at 7. That's when we start selling tickets. Really? Yeah. And then, so you buy your ticket at when the movie time starts, and then you go in, and you wait for, like, another fucking half hour. And then they start whenever. And then they just start whenever, yeah, whenever they feel you like know, it. You know that, long, we're on the, the thing before the movie comes up. I'd say you said this Pixar Up movie that's coming out. Yep. What I'm most excited about, going to see this movie is to see the short film that comes before it. Because, you know, Pixar always releases those short films, and they're always great. The, last, the one they had with the I've magician. seen it. Oh, you've seen the short film already? I've seen the short film. Presto. It's called... Oh, Presto was the one. Presto was the last one, right? I don't want to, you know, color your opinion of it or anything like that. What was your favorite short film before a Pixar movie? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, they've all been so good. I, I can tell you my least favorite one, I think, was the Alien sequence one where the the, the abduction, and I can't remember which oh, one. Oh, yeah, the yeah. farm... Maybe that was Ratatouille. That was, no, no, it was before that, I thought. I can't, I think, yeah, I before thought, Ratatouille. I thought Ratatouille, no, no. <laughs> I thought Ratatouille was, the, was Presto, but I'm not positive. No, no, Ra- Presto was Wally. Yeah. Presto was Wally, you're right. You're anyway, right. Presto was the one with the magician. That was previously my favorite. This new one is my favorite one. Really? I really I really like this one. Man, that, this, the Presto was so good. And the, the one, what's the one with the, uh, the musicians? Where the the, uh, the one man one, band one man band I think that's oh, yeah. Cars or something. My, yeah, no, God, I think that my was Cars. kids love that one. They would watch that over and, and over again. Yeah, yeah. And the short films on um on the on the Pixar DVDs are usually really good too. Like the the Jack Jacks extra stuff. Oh right, yeah, for Incredibles. Just great. Oh yeah, me. I forgot about that. Yeah, really Incredibles was great too. But Up, Up's great. Uh, you've seen all of Up. You've I've seen the whole thing, when, and we saw the short film. When did you get to see this? Uh, about a month ago, I got to see it. Um, at a screening at the Alamo. It was one of those ain't it cool ones that we go to. That's awesome. And see, those things are kind of rough too because when we go to these advanced screenings for stuff and 
uh, the Inacruel crew is, usually gets us into those. And once again, just so we get our free tickets, <laughs> I want to say how much we appreciate that. <laughs> Maserati, Maserati. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, you have to show up for those things sometimes like an hour in advance. And the people who are in that group of people who do that, they're totally cool with that. But, man, I can't show up an hour in advance for any. It's really hard for me to show up. But it is fun. You know what I mean? It's like it does tend to be the same group of people that go to these screenings. But um, Up was great. Up has the same uh, quality of every other Pixar movie, just like unbelievable. Like you forget you're watching animation after a while. But it yeah. also does that thing where it's got that dark moment in it. And so if you're going to take That's any- the moment you hate. If you're going to take any kids to see it, I mean, you got to be ready for this. And and Up has probably the darkest stuff, and it's like right really? out of the gate. Yeah, it's right, right out of the gate. Really? So that's the only thing I'd say. I'll say about it because I don't want to ruin it for so you. You should it, definitely see it. It's set in like a a future like dystopian kind of place, and the guy does not get his social security check. Is that the opening scene <laughs> of it? The old man that's in it is actually a 15-year-old kid with a disease. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just looks old, so it's really depressing. Uh, and I then think, the I short th- is the short is really great because it's like it's it's the kind of thing where presto is something you're used to right, uh, and it's just executed really well right yeah. like that whole teleportation gag and they just do it over and over again and it's just it's awesome. The one thing I find weird about this particular Pixar movie going into it is it seems like Pixar has had a really good thing going where their main character with with a few exceptions on the edges like Ratatouille the main character is really the rat but there was also the the, the bad cook character who is a human, right? Right. For the most parts, they don't do humans as the main characters. It's usually a toy mm-hmm. or a right, car right. or a rat or whatever. It's, some, it's something that's not, you know, a human. I find it kind of weird that it's like it's two human characters in this one, well, right? Incredibles right. was all human. I guess, but that's so... You guess it, it was. was. So, <laughs> I mean, it was so stylized and so about the superhero world that kind of... Mm. It kind of felt different. That's a good exception. This one is right. most definitely right. about people. But this one's just like normal, everyday, average people kind of a thing. And, and a dog that can talk through some invention, from what I can gather. Oh, is that right? He's got like some collar that... <laughs> That's in the trailer. That's in the trailer. I haven't mean, seen the trailer. I've only, all I've seen is like, like the two seconds. I saw the commercial promo for the promo for the trailer for the commercial. That's what I saw. In yeah. the magazine that I read, that was about commercial trailers. Well, this is. Uh, I mean, it, I think it's. I think it's really great, and it's uh, that. Like I was saying on that short, uh, it's called Partly Cloudy, I believe. I think I'm getting it right, and it's just. It's one of these really like fantastical things that, it, it, it you couldn't make a whole feature about it, but in a short film, they just bam executed it really well. Although, who knows? I mean, Pixar seems to be to, to be able to develop crazy stuff into features. Do like, you think, I wouldn't think a guy taking his house up in balloons could become a feature. Did, did yeah. you see it in uh, 3D? No, no. You see, I, was, I saw. Uh, Aliens versus monsters, or monster versus aliens. I saw that early too, and I didn't get to see it in 3D. Do you think that it, which most, I liked? I liked monsters versus aliens. Do you think when people hear that the the name Pixar, like it's a Pixar movie, that, that people distinguish that from the other animated movies that come out, like Monsters versus Aliens? Absolutely. Pixar. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Other movies don't. My wife has a hard time distinguishing straight and telling them apart. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I think people do. And if not, they will. It's like Disney versus like Don Bluth stuff. I mean, mm, yeah. you, you know, know, people will people will figure it out. You were talking about Monsters vs. Aliens a second ago, and I had to look this up. <clears throat> I knew Monsters vs. Aliens was the highest grossing movie so far this year. Yeah. It just got passed by Star Trek. It's so funny because I was just about to say, I was just about to say that you think people can't differentiate between like production companies and things like that. Yeah. But people now are like, they know the box office tallies, they you do. know? They do. And like, wow – you hear random people in the street going, did you hear that Wolverine dropped off 85%? It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are these people talking about? Like everyone's you know? got a subscription to Variety now. Exactly right, you know? I mean, Thanks, Internet. It's, people, are, people are interested in it, you know? And I think, you know, 
especially with movies and things like that, people develop fan bases. I don't think that I don't think that the studio system really even quite understands it. They just know they do well. Like who knew Wolverine was, you know, going to do that well? I mean, Wolverine was a huge cult comic hero, right? And this because they virtue of the fact they had three X Men movies out, you know, people just it just carried right over into into Wolverine, and tons yeah. of people went and saw Wolverine. You know, it wasn't just comic book fans or whatever, right? You know, and then they'll put out something like. I don't know. It's like some other comic book movie and it's just like, you know, dead. Like, like the Hulk. Like, like say Sin City. You know what I mean? Wolverine, Sin City's like... Wolverine's one of those perfect combinations of, uh, you know, having an actor people like and having him in the role that people want to see him in. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of great comic book heroes that don't necessarily, like, get their full impact on screen because it's like, do you really want to see Thomas Jane play Punisher? You know? Yes, I mean it doesn't really like it's not really what you're looking for. You know what I, I mean? I want to see John Lithgow. <laughs> see John Lithgow <laughs> play the Punisher. He's gonna be a, a Mitzelflick or whatever from uh, Superman. They just shrink him down. But, he would be uh, great as Mitzelflick, <laughs> Mister Mitzelflick, Mister Mitzelflick. But yeah, it's like I think Wolverine is like one of those cases. Like people like Hugh Jackman, they don't necessarily want to see him in the in the fountain or whatever, mm-hmm. but they want to see him in a role that he's you know. Well suited to play, and it's like perfect. Kind of, can I tell you, I got a weird conversation with my wife about Hugh Jackman. I don't know. It sounds weird already. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. So I'm going to open up a little bit here. <laughs> I got upset with my wife for not finding Hugh Jackman attractive. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think that means? It's like, I, it's like she, he was on the cover of some magazine, and I was like, I was like, I said, you must be really happy when a Hugh Jackman movie comes out because he's on the cover of every magazine. She goes, ah, he's not my type. And it's like, I kind of took that as a weird offense because I'm married to this woman. You know, and it's like, what is she trying to say? Does she have some, like, some kind of weird, like, she doesn't like what's universally accepted as, like, a good-looking dude? Well, let, me, like, let, me te- let me tell you some of the dudes. I'm more into guys like you. Yeah, let me tell you some of the dudes my wife likes. Steve Buscemi, Benicio Del Toro. I'm in horrible Whoa. company. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I, I tell her every so often, I'm like, I'm glad you have such horrible taste in men. Because otherwise, there's no way I'd ever have had a shot. I like the turtles from Super Mario. <laughs> but, you know, you can get really, like... Like, even with these movies that come out, like comic book movies or Wolverine or whatever, living on the internet and interacting with the majority of the people I interact with on the internet, you can really start to get in this bubble of what's popular oh, yeah. and what's not. Like, like Snakes on a Plane is going to be the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, oh, or right. Watchmen was going to be, yeah. like, a watershed moment in cinema, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like, then it's like, oh, it's not the case. And you can see this happen all the time. Yeah. Like, the internet's going crazy, like... We gotta save Dollhouse, or we gotta save Sarah Connor Chronicles, and it's just like, why is it that every season a popular show on the internet is being canceled on television? Why is that? Yeah, get the hint. It's being canceled <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, it's because people aren't. You know, I mean, what is that? Is it just the audience just really isn't there, or the internet people aren't watching shows on television? It's because the internet people are pirating the shows. You think it's a big part of it? <laughs> bit torny, and the ratings aren't there. I mean, what what else could it be? Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. There's no monetary support. We talk about this all the time. Or it's just a smaller, or it's just a smaller portion of the, you know, the general populace. You yeah. know, people who watch, you know, House don't get on the internet. They don't go talk about how awesome House was. It's like, did you see yeah. this week? It was just like last week, <laughs> and it was just like the week before. It wasn't lupus again. <laughs> I'm so happy American Idol's over because I, I, all my hey, TV that the, I watch, what about I watch the voting controversy. That's serious stuff, man. Come on, <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, I mean, really? Come on, we gotta do something about this. Come on, internet called arms. Come on, voting controversy. Because Adam Lambert didn't, didn't win? No, did no, you, no did appara- you hear about Apparently, this? there's a, a story going around that, um, what's the other guy's name? Chris Allen? That at some Chris Allen watch party, AT&T reps showed up with, like, 
store phones and showed people how to power text and send like 10 texts at once using phones from the at and store. That doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't, doesn't make, make sense, sense at either. all. Also, the whole thing's rigged. Come on. It's it's a show where they generate a pop star. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? You know? I mean, it's not like winning American Idol. You don't get money for it. Come on. You, they, you, still, and, they still both make an album. You and, can't and, tell me you're not excited about the next Ruben Studdard album. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I had a Taylor Hicks joke lined up, man. <laughs> and you undercut me with that Ruben Studdard. Who's the chick you never heard of? Contessa? Who was the... No, but, Felicia or Fantasia. Fantasia. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If they're, they're all still going to make an album. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Hudson got kicked out like halfway through the show. She just won a Grammy and an Oscar. I mean, so the... Uh, so we're going into the summer, and there's going to be nothing on TV, basically. Yeah, not much. And but although you know what is going to be on TV that's I find really strange is this whole Jay Leno moving from uh, late night to prime time. It's bullshit. Well, it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting departure for the network, don't you think? No, no I think no, it's, no, it's, no, it's horseshit. It's, it's, I think it's, it's terrible. Terrible. No, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's an interesting departure that they're getting rid of. You know, the mainstay. You know third hour slot of dramatic programming in favor of right they're getting rid of just, more just narrative the, content for well, more talking content. exactly exactly it's, it's going to be variety in uh in prime time and that doesn't work what do you mean like well, that's it should point. be like a variety show oh yeah. i see what you're saying okay. and that that doesn't work at all yeah well it hasn't traditionally i think it's weird too that something something is really even weirder to me than jay leno being in that slot is conan o'brien being the host of the tonight show I don't know why that's so strange to me, other than, like, when Conan O'Brien first came on, he seemed like he was more, like, you know, counterculture, like, weirder humor, the Simpsons and the Saturday Night Live stuff he had done, and, like, all that cool Amy Poehler stuff that they used to do, and just, like, it was weird. They had a lot of weird stuff on there, like Masturbating Bear. And, I'm you know, glad you brought it up. You know? All that stuff was, like, really yeah. funny. It's and like, their Walker, Texas Ranger stuff. Yeah. I mean, that stuff was great, and they're not... I don't think they're going to be able to do that. No, but David Letterman, David Letterman threw stuff off a five-story building, and when he went over to CBS, he didn't do that stuff. I mean, well, Letterman would I, get a bowl of I cereal. Remember true. that? Stuff? I guess that's true. Letterman never seemed like he had the, quite the the same weird edge that Conan had. You he know? was pretty weird, though. He really was. I mean, Letterman had Letterman had Andy Kaufman and wrestlers on. How old are you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, what's amazing to me is that Conan O'Brien could make that transition from late night with Conan O'Brien yeah. to getting The Tonight Show, which is, I mean, that's like, that's a Hollywood institution. It is. And Letterman couldn't make that move. You know what right. I mean? Conan O'Brien could. Like, Conan O'Brien, to me, still doesn't seem like a real talk show host. Right. He still, he to me, not, is like... He's not an interviewer. He's just like a guy who's funny at parties, and he has some funny sketches. You, you know, or something, you know, know what I mean? You know who's a guy that's, who's not a good interviewer and who is not funny at parties? No, Jimmy Fallon. Well, Jimmy I, Fallon though seems to me to be the same level as Conan O'Brien. You know, the same type of no, like guy. like Jimmy Fallon taking over Conan's show. He immediately seems at the same level as Conan to me, even though Conan oh, even did now. it for eleven years, yeah. twelve years. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and then there's like the guy who's after them, like. Carson Daly or whoever is after them. Craig Ferguson? Carson Daly's no, he's on the show? Craig Ferguson does like a 30-minute monologue every day. 30 minutes? Yeah, it just goes forever. Is he speaking that Scottish accent the Yeah, whole time? he's awesome. He's awesome. Like, that, that's a dude you would love to, like, show up at a party. He would just take over the entire party, talk for an hour and a half straight, leave, and you'd be like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> there, there wouldn't you know? be anybody else left at the party, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> They would have left 15 minutes into the he's, an, he's entertaining. I haven't seen any Jimmy Fallon, so I can't talk about it's, it. But. Um, yeah, it's rough. The only thing I remember about Jimmy Fallon really was that he ruined every sketch he was in on, on his last season of Saturday Night Live. 
Especially the, if he was the in the yeah with the laughing. Well, I almost did that. Now ruined our last. He can uh, now with his talk show. He can look straight into the camera and not ruin anything with it. SNL was his two things. He'd always look straight into the camera and laugh. I, I, good, good thing that they don't have a picture of Horatio Sands' face behind the teleprompter. Right? <laughs> I think that was what did it to him every time. He would look over Horatio Sands and just he couldn't keep it together. Uh, and and Jimmy Fallon's show could catch on fire, explode fall into the ocean and get eaten by a shark and it still wouldn't be as dramatic as a decline as Amy Poehler going from Saturday Night Live to, to that Rouge. fucking yeah. horrible show on on NBC. Yeah. And she there's like there's I don't know who's in, who's running that thing but they're taking other people down with them like the dude from Human Giant Aziz. It's just like they need to they need to just yank that show or I don't know do something with it. They'll be that'll probably be one of those shows where they completely redo it in its second season. Like, it doesn't even look like the same show anymore. They do yeah. that occasionally. Like, didn't they do that with that Joey show? They yeah, like, I think so, yeah. Like, he... Didn't he get, like, a girlfriend or something like that? Uh, that before? Yeah, they, like, know. retool the show completely. Like, suddenly he's an astronaut. And it's like, well, he was an astronaut the first <laughs> season. It's like, you know, this is Joey... <laughs> it's gotta happen organically. <laughs> <laughs> he got an acting job as an astronaut, therefore he is an astronaut. And then NASA thought he was a real astronaut because he did such a good job, <laughs> and Next thing you know, he's in space. Holy shit, we just wrote a new sitcom. <laughs> this is a badass sitcom. We, can we sell this right now? Nobody, no, we, we copyright this. Stop taking yeah. it, internet. Stop recording. Gus and I are being ridiculed for just these bald faces we have now after the saving face video that we made. Well, we were talking about the, you know, Jimmy Fallon cracking up, and I was telling my wife last night about the scene that we <laughs> shot, the one shot. I had to actually leave the room. The, the line that Bernie does with the mustache... Where he says, "Are they going to do that, work at an auto says, plant?" What do you do, work at an auto plant? I don't think so. When he said that, I, I like, I ruined how many takes? You probably five ruined like takes? four or five takes. Yeah. And, and it was like it was we were shooting backwards, so it was like one of the last things we were shooting. <laughs> and it was hot, and and because we had to turn off the air conditioner and stuff, and we're in Texas. And I still don't believe we have to turn off the air conditioner. By the way, well, listen to the other one that we shot that we're throwing out the audio for, but. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like we're doing that line and it's something about it like once when Bernie got to the part where he like does the little smirk and the eyebrow up move with the mustache it was like I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing every time every, every take and but I, I looked at the outtakes of it and after every take it's like Bernie's doing a great job and he gets to the end and his eyes like go above the camera to me <laughs> looking at me going what the hell's the matter with you and then I'm just like your footsteps and I did leave. you end up using the first take no I used the one where I was out of the room oh really yeah the uh, uh, I I think I ruined a few takes during Captain Dynamic when Ed was doing you, his a few? Uh, Captain Slippery and Captain whatever. Yeah. I had to. I had yeah, it to was leave. funny. You wouldn't even be in the room. Then like we'd get to that point, you'd walk in just to hear like Ed say Captain Slippery, and he'd burst out laughing. And then you'd walk out, and everyone would be like, "Motherfucker, not again!" It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. We had a good time. What else do we need to talk about, Gus? We're running this. We should probably wrap up here pretty soon. Oh, anyone, anyone got any uh, any last things they want to talk about? Uh, we have a play date for Halo Wars on yes. Friday night, depending on when this That's podcast comes out. Tonight so. is Friday night, the twenty um, ninth. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the podcast will be up before then. Hopefully so. Uh, and then we have some other stuff we're working on now. Gus is now taking over the podcast from me, so he'll yeah, be putting yeah. it out. You can uh, I should probably plug this. You can now. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes and get it automatically synced up with your music player. Yes, please do, because we want as many hits as possible so we get money from the hit company <laughs> that pays you for hits. Is you, that how that works? You can, st- you can still visit our website. Please, <laughs> please come by and say hello. <laughs> and uh, what else? 
do we need to discuss? Anything else? Drag Me to Hell's coming out. Anybody got any comments about that? Um, Up comes out this week. We already talked about that. Drag Me to Hell. I, I'm, I, I, was... I love the idea of Drag Me to Hell and Up coming out the same weekend because everyone, <laughs> like on every entertainment website, talks about it in terms of counter-programming. Like it's this thing you do. Like if there's a if there's a kitty movie coming out, obviously you release a horror movie against it. So if uh, Drag Me to Hell and uh, if Drag Me to Hell is the horror movie this week and Up is the children's movie this week, what porno is coming out this week? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got to go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Matt. I you know I won't be here every week because I am a special guest star, but I did appreciate the. Uh... Wait, I didn't get any applause or anything. I didn't... A sarcastic applause. <laughs> it was sincere, I, I assure you. Goodbye. All right, bye. bye, everybody.